Everybody, welcome here to watch this podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And we're testing out new audio, so let's see how this works. I'm hoping I sound great. I'm hoping that you, I'm hoping this works because otherwise this episode's going to get lost. <laughs> I mean, but it's such a good movie; it better not get lost. I'm so excited to talk about it, this, guys. I, I don't think it will get lost. Um, are there going to be secret underground tunnels? There are always secret underground tunnels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so we're continuing our horror theme month, uh, Halloween themed month, I guess, because John Wick's not really a horror movie, but we're counting it for Halloween. So, but anyway, we're uh, talking about the Norwegian film. Yeah. yeah. Dead Snow. Oh, yeah. All right. So uh, a, mo- a movie that I have never seen or heard of until we did this. Wait, you've never even heard of this movie? Uh, probably in passing, but not enough to where I wanted to check it out. Okay, that makes sense because when I asked him during the group chat, he said he's heard of it, but uh-huh. it looks like that's legitly it. Like you've heard people say the words "dead snow" mm-hmm. in I relation mean, to it being a movie, and that's really it. Not, not even that. I've just heard the words "dead" and "snow" used in the English language. Oh my god! <laughs> so, is it pronounced "dot snow" or? Don't snow because I've seen the spelling. Like yeah, the yeah nor- I think it's like I think it's don't snow. That's my that makes, that's okay, my good. best Norwegian right there. You got it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this is a movie I had never seen, but both of you have. Mm-hmm. So tell me about the first time you guys watched this because I'm really curious how you guys came across this film. Ryan, would you like to start? I I. I can do it. Um, so there's a friend that Alan and I have that's mutual that we didn't really know at the same time, even though we know this person. His name is Chris. And um, Chris was the one that kind of brought it to like my mind because he was into these movies. Yeah. And he uh, he was talking about the one day. And so I, I watched it with Kristen and I just as soon as it started, I was hooked because I because I love zombies, but at the point like in time because it came out in 2009, I probably saw it in 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the whole zombie thing was kind of played out to the point where I was looking for more kind of like uniqueness to it or just goofiness to it, and this just th- this was that it was zombies but unique and goofy, and it was exactly what I wanted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, that sounds about yeah. right. Uh, mine was pretty similar. I mean, I I don't know if you guys have figured this out about me yet, but I have a bit of a taste for terrible movies. Um, I've seen most things the asylum's done, uh, and just really like uh, one of my favorite movies is. I mean, obviously this one, but the other one is I forget what it's been. It's uh, Nazis on the Moon. I forget what that one's called, but uh, that's also one of my favorite movies. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? That's a no. movie that I was interested in watching, but I never got around to watch it. I know exactly what you're yeah. talking about. N- yeah. Nazis from the dark side of the moon or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's exactly it. I forget what it is, but it's yeah. so good. Um, but this is like right up that like crappy movie alley that I love. Okay. And at the same time, I like 
at the same time, it was when I was like playing Call of Duty because I'm a bit of a gamer and Nazi zombies were something that I knew from that. So I'm like, well, I wonder how they're going to make a whole movie from this thing. And it was uh, it was better than I ever hoped. Okay. <laughs> so, so after my rant, let's do some hot takes. Ryan, what do you think? Let's get let's get the people who watch it out of the way first. To me, this is like a zombie comedy. Like it doesn't pull from gore. It doesn't pull from like the horror aspect of it. Like it's there. Yeah. But it's but it's wrapped in a nice zombie Nazi. <laughs> funny shell that i absolutely love and uh, like even the gore part is hysterical because it's so in your face and it's so over the top oh yeah that i just that it's great in fact this movie opened up like that whole like film genre like movies from that country Uh, one of my other favorite foreign films is the troll hunter which is also (gasps) a norwegian film Oh, it's so good. I know what you mean. <laughs> Next we, we should just have like a foreign film month. Because <laughs> I've, got, I've, got, I've got a good one to make you guys watch that I think you'll really enjoy. What is it? Um, I forget the name of it. It's a Spanish film about time travel. Oh, I'm going to love this. Yes. Um, I forget what it's called. I'd have to do some research on it, but... I love everything yeah, about that. that. That's like my go-to foreign film to make people watch. Yeah. So that's, we should do a foreign film thing. That would be really cool. Uh, the, you have to watch this podcast foreign film festival. Yes. Oh, yep. We even have a name. <laughs> it's perfect. We have to do it now. Uh, um, so we got Ryan's hot take. Alan, what did you think? <laughs> I think I'm about 10 years too late for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to make a comment about that because as I was rewatching parts of this, because throughout the day, I mean, I work and I drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I was so like to rewatch this film, to be honest, what I did was I watched as much as I could today in like spurts. Mm-hmm. And I read a ton of reviews on it just to kind of like get my mind back into it. And this movie is dated. Oh, this yeah. is a 2009 like rebirth I, of zombie like e- I, so I'm not I think surprised for the time that this movie came out. This is kind of how I don't want to say groundbreaking, but it was ahead of its time. Yes, because this, this was right before Walking Dead came out and made everything huge. This came out the same year as Zombieland, oh, um, yeah. which does a lot of the same things that this movie does, like playing with zombies and the comedy aspects of it uh, and the ridiculousness of it. <laughs> But you just think like it's been done better. Zombieland and Walking Dead and Cabin in the Woods. And they did the Bruce Campbell Evil Dead TV show. Oh, yeah, they did. I forgot like, about that. It's kind of like, OK, I if I had seen this earlier on, I probably would have appreciated it more. Especially yeah. since around that time I was making a Kids in the Woods getting murdered movie. Oh, really? Um. Oh, yeah. Uh, two days back. Oh, the film. We did my freshman, sophomore year at college. Huh? Um, but yeah, I think I'm just uh, I'm 10 years too late to truly appreciate this movie. Not that there aren't parts that I liked. There are parts that I like that we will get into. Yes. <laughs> but I'm just kind of I'm over the whole zombie thing in general. All right. So and that, that's a really good point because they are we are what a month away 
or days away, or depending on when this came out, now away from Zombieland 2. Hmm. How do we feel about that? Zombieland 2? Yeah. Are, I um, mean, is it is it still cool? I mean, because Zombieland came out in that sweet pocket where like zombies were still kind of the cool thing, and it was a unique take on it. I think the one thing that Zombieland 2 has going for it is the fact that it has been 10 years. And like the marketing for this movie is all Academy Award winner, Emma Stone, Academy Award nominee, <laughs> Woody Harrelson. <laughs> like they've all gone on and become like Academy nominated actors. And now they're coming back for the Zombieland sequel. Like it's just them going to have a good time, which I'm fine with. I love the first Zombieland. Yeah. And I, I probably won't see this one in theaters unless we decide to do it for the show. And see, uh, when it comes to zombies and that whole genre, I was never a fan of that movie. Oh, no. I, I like I'll, that movie. I'll go. And, 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 this, is, and this is the reason why. Mm-hmm. I like, if it's going to be a zombie movie, I want it to be a straight up zombie movie. I want Dawn of the Dead, Night of the Living Dead. I want Land of the Dead. I want that kind of a zombie movie. I want Dead Snow. I want... That's what I like. See, when, I, I'm the complete When opposite. I have something that's like Zombieland, I'll watch Shaun of the Dead. Interesting. That's my thing. I'm not like... I was never interested in The Walking Dead. I watched the first season of it. Mm-hmm. And to me, it was like Days of Our Lives with Zombies. Like, <laughs> I like What a good and, take on that. And that's what turned me off. Like, if I want to watch something with that much drama in it for nowadays, I'll watch Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, See, I'm the exact opposite. I don't I like it when they because I know the zombies formula so well. Yeah. Yeah. I I like it when it's played with. And like, I just like the uh, the style of Zombieland, like the whole like these are the rules thing and the way they play with the titles and how they come up. I think Woody Harrelson's fantastic and the way they treat his backstory in that with his son, like pretending it's his dog the whole time. And then everyone realizes it's not his dog They're t- He's talking about his kid. Like, I, I love that. Um, I mean, and after like after Venom, I'm excited to see this director go back to Zombieland. Land. forgot <laughs> so. he did Venom. Oh, boy. Well, and I totally understand that knowing you and knowing what you like, I, I can, I completely get it. There are just some genres to me that if somebody wants to make another remake or another reboot of like Dawn of the Dead, like make it like make it a modern Dawn of the Dead. Keep the shopping mall, keep the random people coming together, keep mm-hmm. all of those aspects to it. But updated to today's time so what would okay so not to bring kevin smith into this no, do but it. i'm gonna bring kevin smith into this we need to. i was just listening to uh the latest the the last for a while fat man beyond <laughs> and somebody asked the question if you were going to remake dawn of the dead and today like have it set today mm-hmm. like, yeah what would you use as the equivalent of a shopping mall? Because shopping malls are all ab- all abandoned. What yeah. would you use today? Well, today, not all shopping malls are abandoned. You would go to a shopping mall that's half shut down. No, what I'm saying is what's what's the equivalent today of a shopping mall for that kind of setting? Like, Because I've never seen that movie. But from what, what I understand, it has like a consumerism 
underlying yeah it's theme. like a whole like underscore all of them yeah. do yeah so the but, original so one from the, the question is what would what would you set it in today as an amazon warehouse <laughs> but, <laughs> that's exactly the first thing mark Bernardin said really but, but, kevin yeah that yeah that was the first one they said wow. kevin smith said amazon warehouse but as of right now shopping malls aren't completely dead no. the scotland mall is a perfect example it's hopping on its last toe not even its last leg like i it has the movie theater that's it exactly so to me what you would show because of that consumerism part is that you would have three or four characters that are obsessed with like their cell phones and they can't deal without them and maybe one or and and maybe one or two of them goes through like a depressive streak where they end up doing something that you know that like lets the zombies into the shopping mall but you have the shopping mall like half shut down and part of their exploration to like secure it is that they go into these shops that have been shut down and they're like half the way emptied and there's actual tools left. So like they get a little bit more advantage than they did before, but still yeah. like to me, you have to keep that shopping mall aspect until shopping malls are actually gone. Then you just use whatever the modern day part is okay but to me like i love the original formula mm-hmm. and as people make new ones just update it to fit today's time i think i i don't know i think and that's that if, what i like i think if we had to do another non-shopping mall i think and this is coming strictly from a devon answer it'd have to be like a theme park <laughs> like it'd have to be like disney or something like that because it's the same that was thing awesome. that- that was like the third thing that they suggest, was it? suggested. Because the thing is, like yeah. Disney's just a shopping mall with rides. Like I love it, but I get it, man. They want you to buy their my, stuff. My, yeah, yeah, my my favorite was, and that that'd be a cool setting. But yeah, I kind of feel like you got that in Zombieland. Yeah, right. At the end, um, my favorite idea that they threw out was like a Comic Con. Oh, like, I like that. Con of the Dead. Oh yeah, that would. Be, I can see Kevin Smith doing that though. Yeah. Hang on. So a zombie outbreak that happens during a zombie con? No, just like a comic con. That's going on at the same time as a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. So people inside the con don't know what's going on. Okay. So at a shopping mall that's half abandoned. Yeah. I mean, basically. There we go. Well, we put our ideas together. High five. <laughs> yeah, but real cons, aren't, real cons don't go to shopping malls. We went to one. I said real cons. <laughs> so that, that was pretty legit, though. All right. So then how? OK, so this movie brought it up a little bit. And then you guys brought it up a little bit with the zombie con comic con thing. How do we feel about when characters in zombie movies don't know what zombies are? Because that's like one of my biggest pet peeves of zombie movies now is people like the, that person was dead and now they're shambling towards me. I better give them a hug. And it's like, well, you're going to be dead and I hate you for and I can't watch this. I, I mean, I think the biggest example of that is The Walking Dead, because zombies, zombie lore does not exist in that world. Well, isn't that what made that fear The Walking Dead so painful to watch? Because like Walking Dead, the main series was like Rick wakes up. He's confused, but sees dead people. It flashes forward a bit. He gets it like the whole premise of Fear the Walking Dead is like, well, I don't know what I'm doing. And like I heard that that's what made it so hard to watch. Yeah, I haven't watched it at all, so I don't know. Oh yeah. Um, I gave up on The Walking Dead after season three. Wow, that was but, early, dude. I was it the I prison? I haven't watched in a while. 
Yeah, the last episodes I watched were right after the prison. Like the the governor killed uh, Herschel Merle. Oh, Herschel, whoever it was. Yeah, the old guy. Oh, uh, and then I I stopped watching mostly because I didn't have cable. Oh. And like, and The Walking Dead was a thing where we would get together in college and watch it. So it was like me and Chad and Bill yeah. like, all getting together. So it was like a community thing. So like, like the camaraderie of camaraderie of that was fun. Yeah. But then when it was gone, I was like, yeah, I don't really care that much. Now it's just the show in and of its own. Like, I think like <laughs> one of the last episodes I watched was the Rick yelling at Carl outside the prison. That became the meme. Carl, <laughs> I love it. Um. So. But yeah, yeah, it it's weird when they don't it, it's weirder for me when they acknowledge like a bunch of teenagers going to the woods is just like that movie blah 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 which I thought was weird in this. I okay, that's what I was going to bring next is that's a huge pet peeve of mine. I hate when they're like this is how horror movies start. Wouldn't it be funny if this was like a horror movie? Look at how close we are to all these dumb tropes and then they still do the dumb tropes. Like well, yeah. because they don't believe that it's actually going to happen. Yeah, but then like – but as a film writer, if I'm going to roast other horror movies for following a formula, I can't then follow the formula unless I'm Cabin in the Woods. I, thank you. I was just going to ask, <laughs> but what about Cabin in the Woods? No, that one is a I, huge exception. Thor dies yeah, and it's wonderful. I mean that one is is making fun of it just as much as it's playing into it. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Like it's only playing into it to make fun of the whole thing. Which is um, why I like it so much. And I love that, like, they say that the formula is like a ritual and it has to happen this way. And they have a cool spin on it. I feel like this one did a good job of saying, look at all of these tropes. We're doing it. And then they just kept doing it and didn't really make fun of it, but then added its own jokes, but not to continue to roast the genre. And here's the funny point about this movie. It really it. It was nominated and uh, for like five or six different awards, yeah. and it only won one at Toronto After Dark Film Festival. Yes. So this film in itself really wasn't even accepted. Really, I mean, there's a lot of fans of of it over in Europe. Obviously, oh, it's yeah. a European film. It was it, it was made over there, but it really wasn't that popular, and it really didn't hit its like really hardcore fan base until it came over to the uh over to our continent to be perfectly honest like that's when it actually kind of like got some steam yeah. which is which is which is the which is the f- 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 funny thing about it so i mean it could also be just a different of cultures of how they take humor i mean and you can definitely tell that this movie was like independently made and and that's one of the reasons why i like it yeah and like it's it's got that grittiness to it. Um, and I've, I've always liked that grittiness more with like a horror film than I have other movies. I think that's why the first clerks movie I had some issues with is because if that was like Kevin Smith doing like a early nineties, New Jersey version of night of the living dead with those characters, yeah, it would have fit perfectly for me. Mm-hmm. But it was just him going through his daily life. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's art. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Um, yes. Okay. So that was one of my so, big problems with the movie. Did you guys have any like so, Alan, I know that you said you had other problems with the movie. 
Let's get the bad stuff out of the way before we start talking about the good stuff. Uh, one thing that I'll say, and I'm not holding this against the movie. If anything, I'm holding this against you guys. Yes. Uh, I was not in the mindset to read subtitles today. <laughs> you Sorry. watched it in the original Norwegian too? I did, yeah. <gasps> that's the only way to watch this movie. What? That's that's the, 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 the there is the option now to watch a dubbed version, but the only way to truly watch this movie to get the humor in it is to watch it subbed. Yeah. I, I watched it dubbed I first. Like, this is my first time watching the Norwegian. Oh, I, it's fun. I just wasn't in the mindset. I was, as soon as it came on, I was like, son of a bitch, this is going to be subtitled, isn't they it? They picked a foreign film. No. <laughs> I mean, I gathered it was foreign. I I downloaded, I subscribed to a service for like a week to watch it. Oh, yeah. And the other movie that we were debating doing this week is also on there. So. Oh, cool. If we're, if we're going to do that, we have a week to do it. All right. So, done. Or, for, or I have a week to watch it. Um, so, yeah, I, like that kind of took me out of it and i tried not to like i I had to pause it like 30 minutes in to just go get food because like if i'm gonna be sitting here i need something to eat right right. um if i'm gonna be reading for the next (laughs) hour 30 minutes i need to eat it's like as soon as it came on it's just the uh cinema sins narrator voice came on reading ding um i will other than that like it's the whole typical zo- zombie cabin in the woods trope. Yeah. Which I'm like, okay, yeah, but now you have Nazi zombies. Like, okay, that's different for 2009. I'll give them that. Yeah. Um Other than that, like besides the characters just doing stupid things, like Yeah. Like let's um, split up and you guys go to the car while we go be distractions. And we're just banging pots right. and pans together. <laughs> Literally, um, my favorite two characters. Yeah, I think the stupidity of the characters is really played up for humor in this one. Yeah. Like, here, throw this uh, throw this flaming bottle of liquor out the window. <laughs> and then miss and just burn down the whole cap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I like that. Um <laughs> But no, so like, so I, I guess it was just like kind of a personal mindset thing that I was like, okay, yeah, I do appreciate the the cheapness of it. Yeah, Have, having worked on a few horror films and done a few shorts that are horror based, like I could appreciate the uh, the budget on this one. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, I think the budget was eight hundred thousand, and in the I end, ended up a- getting two million. Yeah, I have a theory that the whole f- opening sequence was shot day for night. You think so? Yeah, I, just because of how how bright the sky is. Oh, I need to go back you and rewatch that. About? You shoot it at night, but you mean to do it for the no, day? No, no, no. You shoot it in the day and make it look like night. They make filters that you can put on a camera that just. See, I always assumed that it was during the day. It get, puts like a blue filter on, so it looks yeah. like night. Yeah, but it's still daylight out. Like that quick clip when we were watching Bone Collector when it just turned blue. Yeah, for like yeah. One scene. Well, okay, and I yeah. was also worried that the whole movie was going to be dark like that opening. I was like, damn it, this is. It gave me back uh, Game of Thrones flashbacks to that uh, <laughs> that oh, Winterfell oh, episode no. where I couldn't you see anything. So I, I had my remote ready to turn up the brightness if I had to. <laughs> um, <laughs> but. 
I really appreciated that. Op- I'll get into things that I liked. Yeah. I love the Hall of the Mountain King yes! opening sequence mm-hmm. uh, in the way it just stops. Yeah. And she looks around and then it picks up again when she gets attacked. Like, I love that. Like, give me all of the classical music used for comic effect. Oh, like, yeah. get, like, die hard. Like, that's a straight up die hard move. Oh, as in general, I think the music in this is pretty good. Like, because there was that one that stood out. And then there was that moment when they were fighting the zombie, like the big zombie battle. And I don't know what song. It was like some like Norwegian hallelujah song. But it was so good. Day by day. It's a song about day to day life. Oh, is it really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. How do you know that? I did the I I did the movie website thing before I came oh, over here because I've never really done that yet. So, but Ryan, that's all I have. Ryan did their homework. Yeah, he did. So wait, Ryan, what did you not like <laughs> and like about the movie? There's really because of how I view what this movie is to me, there's nothing really I don't like simply because this movie to me is just humor. This is just a movie that I can put on and enjoy and laugh at and at every aspect of it. So there's really nothing that I don't like. I was going to say, like we were debating what movie we're going to do this week. Cause yeah. we realized we need to do another one for this week. Yeah. And it was t- between two movies and I let Devin choose cause it's his time to make us watch something. Yeah, and then Ryan's like, wait, wait, that's an option. We're doing that. Like, <laughs> like as soon as that came up, you were like, hell yeah, we're doing that. Like give me all of the Nazi zombies. <laughs> so it's, I, I don't, I don't it's, regret it. It, it. it It's one of those films where you, you just hear the concept and it's just like, okay, so this movie definitely wasn't made to be serious, right? Like, yeah, right. no, this movie is not meant to be serious. Like, oh, this is going to be awesome. This is going to be <laughs> I mean, so I I don't know if how much I appreciate the the ridiculous bad concept movies anymore. Like there was a time where I love like the asylum films yeah. for what they were. I don't know if I'm still that guy. Like I don't know if I watched FDR American Badass if I would appreciate it anymore. <laughs> no, we need to do that one because I haven't seen that. Oh one. my gosh, oh. we have to do that one. We now have I to. I want to see it so yes. bad because I remember back hanging out with Chris and Mark, and they would just quote it, and I I, I hadn't seen it yet, and I would and I would die <laughs> laughing because you you know Chris, yeah. you know him, like and just the way that Friend he the quote, show. yeah, just just the way that he would quote stuff had me die laughing, but I never saw it. I missed my chance when it was on Netflix. All those films used to be on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. they did. We'll, we'll get a copy. Well, I mean, so I'm a little bit with you, Alan, where like I do like bad concept movies and like them a lot. I think the concept jumped the shark and that was horribly attended pun with Sharknado. Uh, I think I think the Sharknado movies ruined the bad concept movie for me because they're on I, five and they shouldn't be. Yeah, I yeah, they, they should have stopped at one. Yeah. Like in a world where there's only one lava lanchula, like we only need one shark NATO. Um, maybe shark versus giant octopus. Like that one's good, but they stu- they did a sequel to that, but it was like a different team up. Like it yeah. was it was like Mega Shark versus Oh it Gigantic was, Turtle. I don't know. Yeah, it was yeah. like giant octopus or something or Croctigator, I forget. 
Because yeah. my favorite part of that movie is when the guy's looking out of the window of the plane. He goes, holy shit. And the shark jumps up like 20,000 feet in the <laughs> yeah. air and bites the plane out of the air and brings it back down. To the I ocean. was in a, a college <laughs> common room with a bunch of people watching that live on television and that happened we all lost oh my gosh (laughs) here's the thing is i think that's like the best time for these movies though like this movie dead snow like giant shark versus mega octopus or whatever like college with buddies is i think really what this is getting at because like that's when i went through my big bad concept movie phase and i remember watching one with you because when i came out to pittsburgh and we did the dark knight rises thing yeah we watched the asylum version of thor yeah we did it was so bad it was horrible because that was the year (laughs) thor came out yeah and i was like this is god awful well i i know i told this story in the podcast but my sister's ex-boyfriend ended up getting us the asylum version of krampus and we watched all of the asylum version of krampus thinking it was the real version of the movie because no one told me different. <laughs> I, I remember you bringing that up. Yeah. That's fantastic. Like, got him again. Um, Asylum. Good job. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, back to the movie. I mean, I, as far as things I didn't like, I didn't like like the, the obvious horror trope, like wink, wink, nudge, nudge kind of thing. Uh, and there are parts of the movie that legitimately made me uncomfortable. Uh, and like, and, and I don't think a good way, like I didn't love the bathroom sex scene. Even I was a about little, to say, was it the sex in the latrine? It <laughs> was even a little like, oh my God, when she sticks his finger in her mouth, I like, I was eating and had to stop eating. Uh, and then like, I didn't yeah. like that. And then the stitching the neck back together. I get that it was supposed to be like, not great, but like, it was almost too much for me this time. See, that's the stuff that I love. It's the over the top, ridiculous, just like it stuff. It just it makes me laugh. I hate like, that. I absolutely hate do that. Do you kind hate of that? Stuff. Uh, yeah. Like I just, I just can't look at that stuff. Yeah. Like when he was sewing his neck, I was like, "Yep, nope." My, I'm gonna look at Reddit now. My two favorite moments in this movie is when the one Nazi zombie gets his entrails stuck on the tree yeah. and he falls down the cliff, and and that whole scenario that yep. happens with that. And then w- when the guy has the chainsaw and he gets bit in the leg and he's looking down at the leg and he, you can tell he's thinking like, I got to cut my leg off <laughs> and just lops it right off. And yep. then he gets bit in the crotch and then you could tell he's like, damn it. Cause he's thinking about these are what you have to cut that off. I mean, that's this movie in a nutshell. Like if you were to ask me what scene would I watch or do I have to watch to understand all of the humor in this movie? It's that scene in particular with the chainsaw. Yeah. And it's like I have a problem with the chainsaw because it's like you already mentioned the evil dead and then you're just going to have him with a chainsaw. Yeah. It's like, okay, how much are you paying Sam Raimi for this? (laughs) You see, the thing is, I see that as like as like the people writing this must have got their inspiration from those other movies. So if I was a writer and I was making a zombie film and I'm like, if I have the money to kind of like put, you know, to like, to like tip my hat to like, you know, what inspired me, I put a chainsaw on a movie in a, in a heartbeat. But that's a good question though. At what part is it homage? And at what part is it just ripping it off? Like, is it just straight fan service and not homage? 
besides, they're in the woods. You would find a chainsaw. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Is with a cabin like that, a true wooden logic. cabin. <laughs> you would find you would find one like that. You would find a chainsaw. Probably, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So what's the problem? I mean, it, <laughs> I wouldn't have such a problem with it if he didn't have to cut his arm off. Oh, but that's, that's straight ash. And? <laughs> it's like Devin was set, said, like where it, I think it crosses the line from homage to ripoff just a bit. Like it just it, it's like it's bowling and its toe steps over the line. So it's a foul. Only, only <laughs> if, good. only if I, I, I would agree with your statement, but only if after chopping his leg off, he stuck the chainsaw to the stump and used it to wiggle around to cut the zombies off. It would have been funny, but at that Just point, like it also turned the movie hand. off. Like, if you stuck yeah. it on an appendage, it would have been like, yeah, this is just, all right, I get what this is now. <laughs> exactly. If but he, he didn't. That's yeah. the he would have turned to the camera and just said, groovy in Norwegian. <laughs> <laughs> I think what I'm saying is this movie doesn't have enough Bruce Campbell in it, and it needs it. Oh, <laughs> it should have Bruce Campbell in it. What what movie doesn't need Bruce Campbell in it though? Oh God, there's no movie. Yeah. Deep Impact. I think that I think the storyline was way too serious to have him try to interfere with that because it came out at the same time as Armageddon, and Bruce Campbell would fit nicely in Armageddon. Oh yeah, he would absolutely he would. As the asteroid. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other movie. They go now. to the asteroid. They go to the asteroid. Ben Affleck gets off and there's Bruce Campbell just sitting there with a chainsaw going, took you long enough. <laughs> yeah. All right. I buy it. Yeah. I buy that. <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> um, Bruce Campbell as RoboCop. There we go. Ooh, I don't know what original RoboCop is, but I like the idea so far. Oh yeah. You've never seen RoboCop. Nope. Still never seen RoboCop. I think we've brought this up in like six straight episodes at this point. <laughs> yeah. I feel we're like after gonna, Halloween month, we need to do RoboCop. We're just going to keep RoboCop's the first movie we're doing after. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it works out in the rotation. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So what else do we want to talk about in this one? Uh, okay. So knowing, so neither of you have seen the sequel, correct? No, I've seen the sequel. I, uh, I, you asked if I had seen the sequel. I was like, dude, I just watched the first one and I've never heard of this. <laughs> so you, I was assuming you were so excited. You hopped right into the sequel, binged it. No, oh, no. Okay. No. Uh, knowing where this movie is and what it does, where do you think it goes? Oh, I read about it. Oh, you read about it? A little bit. I know that there's a sequel and there are more Nazi zombies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, basically. Well, it, it it was a whole division practically like yeah. it was like a, it was a couple thousand nazis that went into that town so i mean there was at least yeah. nine nine oh oh that hurt <laughs> 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 so i have to since we're probably never going to do the sequel for the podcast and that's okay i have to tell you how the second one ends because i just want please do i just Go ahead. so it ends with um a montage of the guy from the first movie. He has a new arm. I forget how he got his arm, but he has both arms now. Uh, you know how in this movie he kills his girlfriend because he accidentally slashes mm-hmm. her with the axe? 
That's on her, but yes. <laughs> oh, totally on her, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> yeah. So he kills her uh, in this movie. It In the second movie, not just Nazi zombies come back to life, but all kinds of zombies come back to life. So to the montage of a love music or a love song, he goes to a graveyard where she's buried, digs up her corpse, brings her back to life with the power of touch, takes her to the back seat of his car, and they make love. That's how the I movie, like that. That's how the movie ends. In the I third, feel that that's fitting. And in the third one, she has a zombie human hybrid baby. Right. That, <laughs> that's kind of the, like, I think 2000, 2001 remake of so Dawn pretty, of the Dead. So pretty much it yeah. turns into the Jurassic World franchise. Where they, <laughs> yes. <laughs> the military tries to, like, take it from them. Yeah, exactly. But, like, that, wow. that ending got me. The first time I ever saw, and I forget what the song is, but, like, the first time I saw that ending, like I couldn't get over it. And that's the only thing I remember from this movie. And I had to rewatch it today because it's just I think it's on Prime. I think it is on Prime. I think you're right. The second one's on the second Prime. one. Yeah, because when I was looking up trying to watch this, I, I saw the second one was free and I didn't have to sign up for anything. But Red versus dead. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Uh, so speaking of that, zombie, that human almost hybrids, conv- oh, go ahead. Okay. No, I was going to say that almost convinces me to watch the sequel. You should, or at least Google, or at least YouTube the last bit. Yeah, it's maybe I'll see if I can find the dub version because I don't know if I have subtitles in me again. <laughs> I mean, the like, dub version of this was pretty mo- good. I know Ryan watches movies and TV shows with subtitles. I just can't do it. You can't see. Yeah, see, I it's my hearing is fine. It just I I it just sometimes I hear words and they just don't like mesh. So I've watched shows with subtitles for like uh, years now. Yeah. Have you ever gotten the glasses to do it at the movie theater? What? They make glasses where you can get subtitles for the movie. That's amazing. Yeah. I, what? You know, I I haven't done that because I never have that problem in movie theaters. Mm-hmm. It's when I'm at home because yeah. because here's the thing, and I don't know why they do it. In a movie theater, the volume seems to be a straight line. When things are loud, they're loud. When things are soft, they're soft, but they're close together. Yeah. So like a really soft spoken scene, you can still hear. When you put the Blu-ray or you stream it at home, the explosions are super super loud that shake the apartment. But then when they talk, it's tiny little whispers and you can't hear anything. I absolutely hate that. And that's one of the reasons why I do subtitles, because I don't want to have my neighbors thinking that me and my wife are shooting at each other with (laughs) Uzis. And then, you know, like, so if you just so I can hear people talk. Yeah. So if you had like Bluetooth headphones, you wouldn't worry about subtitles? No, not at all. Okay. I do subtitles on English things, too, uh, but it's mostly because of Romana. Uh, she prefers subtitles because English is her second language. Well, and, yeah, that makes sense. So that and, makes total sense. Yeah, so I mean, I've just been having subtitles on anything I watch for years now. And in general, it doesn't bother me. The only place I cannot, cannot, cannot do subtitles is stand-up comedy. Because they literally ruin the punchlines to jokes. Because yeah. they don't, like, they don't time the subtitles. They just have them all on screen. And it's the most infuriating thing. But, like, so this, the subtitles didn't even bother me. So that's why whenever I do like I watch a stand up on Netflix, I I'm so used to subtitles. If I don't want to look at them, I don't look at them. Oh, <laughs> See, for hard. me, for me, it was distracting because I'm trying to look at like the the cinematography of stuff. Yeah. 
and like the shots and all that. So like if they're talking in the shot, like I'm looking down at the titles and I'm looking back at the shot. Okay. That's a nice shot. Okay. What are they saying? <laughs> like it, it was definitely harder in this because it's a different language. But like yeah. when we watched the last movie we watched together that we're talking about next week, yeah, like I, I was trying to avoid them the best I could, but at times I was just reading the subtitles and I'm like, Oh yeah, no, I need to watch the movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so so all right i did want to ask you alan this how is the cinematography in this movie because the movie seems like a dumb concept movie they have terrible jokes in it and i can understand why people wouldn't like this movie but the whole time i was re-watching it again today i was like this is a competent movie like to my naive eyes it looked good yeah it, it definitely does look good i'll give them that like everything that they did production wise on this movie is fair to good <laughs> like I, 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 I was impressed for what it is. I was very impressed with this, the, how this movie looked. Yeah. Um, production wise, I think they put a lot of effort into it. And horror movies are cheap, like they're cheap to do, and they can look cheap if you do them wrong. But yeah. they, I feel like they did this one, and it mm-hmm. looked decent. Like they had the the setting, and nothing looked too fake that they didn't want to look too fake. Yeah. Like I feel like the ridiculous stuff looked ridiculous because that's what they were going for. Like, right. uh, like the, the peanut opening of the skull and the plane just falling. <laughs> <off> the <floor. laughs> which I re, which I rewound. Cause I, I looked away for a second. Like, why is there a brain on the floor? Oh, how, uh, like I just got confused. Like, okay, moving on. <laughs> They did the thing that I liked in the Weird Al movie in this one, where after Erland got his head ripped clean open, they were just like, meh, and like moved on with life. Yeah. Somebody who made this movie, somebody with the effects crew or the writer, the director has something with entrails. They love intestines. Oh, it was everywhere. (laughs) They like intestines. Like the guy who did Human Centipede likes assholes. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I was trying, to think, the audio no, I was trying to think of a better response, but it was all I got from that one. <laughs> um, and you guys yeah. have never seen the Human Centipede movies? I've seen the first one. I refuse. I've gotten in trouble with the first one. Why? <laughs> um, so it was right around the time where Netflix streaming was for a thing for the first time. Yeah. So I came home from college that summer mm-hmm. having a Netflix account. And my sister had a friend over and like, we want to watch a horror movie. <laughs> and I was like, well, well, here's Netflix. Oh no. <laughs> and they're like, what's the human centipede? I was like, I don't know. You should check it out and let me know what you think. And then, <laughs> like 20 minutes later, I get yelled at by someone. I don't know if it was my sister my other sister or my mother. I just remember, why the hell are you letting them watch that? Good God. I, that I was back in the glory days of Netflix before even Paramount pulled their stuff. I don't oh, even wow. think they, uh, I don't think they made it through. Like they made it to like right after the first surgery. Oh, and that was it. yeah. So I, I am going to be a weird defender of these movies. And despite the fact that most of them are shock, I think that the movies themselves had a central idea and I think they executed that very well. That's Uh, fine. I'm still never watching any of them. I don't think I'm going to convince you, but this is for all of our listeners out there. It's awkwardly smart and awkwardly clever. And the whole like the whole hype of like, this is a real surgery that could really happen. 
I hate because yeah, you can, I can sew the sides of my cheeks to anyone's butt tonight. Like that doesn't mean it's a surgery. That just means I sewed something to a thing. Sorry. You could build a, you could build a walrus suit and then put a guy in it, but why would you <laughs> want to do that? Um, uh, okay. But the, one of the things that, I actually really liked about this movie and something that I kind of thought about the first time I saw it, but uh-huh. it wasn't until today when I was going through reading some stuff on it. Yeah. Um, is that I, I loved how there really weren't any like victims per se. And I'll put it to you this way. In most zombie movies, you'll have like a group of like 15 people mm-hmm. automatically four of them die within like the first like 20, 30 minutes of the film. The rest of them are kind of helpless. And then there's like one or two people that emerge out of the group. They're like the leaders and they stay the leaders. Everybody else just kind of like fills in a role that didn't happen in this. I feel like every single character kind of like had their own like hero leader moment to a point like not like they came up with the idea for the two girls to go down to the car and the two guys were going to go and do the whole distraction thing, which was a dumb but anyway <laughs> um uh, you there really wasn't any hesitation yeah like any hesitation that was there was very slight and they just like this they're like everything was this is what needs to be done let's do it and i like that change of the formula from the normal like zombie f- movies yeah i think I think part of that has to do with their background of being medical students. Like they're not just like dumb freshmen. Yeah. Like they've been in school for a while. They've got a little bit of knowledge when it comes to like being smart (laughs) (laughs) to a point, Yeah, (laughs) to a point. It's late at night and I don't know words. I get it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So you guys brought up a good point that I think officially bothers me about zombie movies. And it's the same thing that bothers me about, Uh, time travel movies it's every iteration of these kinds of movies has their own rule for how the thing works and whenever i approach a new zombie movie or a new time travel movie i go okay whose rules are they following and i think endgame approached it the most clever because we're gotta bring marvel into this where there was a scene where they were like is it back to the future rules or is it like quantum leap rules and like that's how i am with zombie movies where i'm like okay do you have to kill him in the head or can you kill them wherever? Are they eating brains? Is a bite turning you into a zombie? And like, I don't think I love discovering that again. Do they walk? Do yeah. they run? Right. Do they talk? I they mean, talked in this. I think that's part of the reason I like Zombieland is because they set up the rules. Like, don't get bit. Like, yeah. Always follow these procedures. Uh, double tap. Like, all of that stuff. Like, I like that they address the rules up front and just get it out of the way. Right. See me, I'm different. I would rather, because you have so many different possibilities now with zombies because people have made so many different types that be like, okay, so let's make a zombie movie. Well, do we want it to be intelligent, kind of intelligent or dumb? Well, let's make them really intelligent. Okay. So if they're really intelligent, do you want them to be able to, to like sprint or do you want them just to like shuffle their feet? Like, let's make them shuffle their feet. Like, I love the fact that you can play with that. And I would rather learn that as I go through the film, because to me, it's just kind of like, because to be honest, I kind of love the whole zombie genre. So whenever I see a new film, I love the feeling of unboxing per se, like what the zombies personality traits are. Yeah. 
I really like that to, 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 to the point where, um, that, that like teenage romance zombie movie that came out like seven years ago, warm blooded or something or warm hearts or something. I, I love that movie. Really? To be perfectly honest. I love that movie. I really, really do. Because that takes a very unique look at the whole zombie genre. I would much rather a unique look where you, you play with those rules and address it. But I think you need to do the thing where you just have like the exposition of here are the rules and here's what needs to like, here's how you kill them. Just so the audience is aware if you're going to play with it. Yeah. Otherwise it just stick to the basics, like kill them in the head. Don't get bit that kind of stuff. But do you want them to shuffle their feet or do you want them to be sprinters? I I don't think you need to tell that though. You can show that. Like that's something you can show. You don't like, but we're, so like that's visible just from seeing the zombies. Like if you know zombies are in this and they're shuffling their feet, that's how the zombies move. Yeah. And if it's if they're gonna run, like in World War Z, like then then they're running. Like you can see that. But like knowing how to kill them, that's something you have to address verbally or show. Yeah. Like like you can show that, but you have to. Like you have you have to yeah. establish it somehow. And I don't think you have to like just set up the rules. I think you need to either show it in some clever way or have a conversation of Rick Grimes is waking up and like sees all these walking dead and he's told he has to kill them with in his head, in the head. Right. See, and I feel that most zombie movies do that because they all show you eventually mm-hmm. right. how it's done. It, it just like in the remake of Dawn of the Dead, um, the nurse wakes up in the morning and her fiance comes after her after the little girl across the street bites him. And he turns real quick. She mm-hmm. tries to fight him off and can't. She escapes. Um, the, the They show right away that, that these zombies sprint. Yeah. Like they are full-on sprinters. And eventually, after a few interactions and then gathering the group together, one of the guys says, no, 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 no. You, you got to shoot him in the head. Like they establish yeah. all of that as you go through. It's just I feel like the zombie movies have been done so much yeah. that it's people like viewers like alan wants a wants a little bit more of a different way of like establishing that yeah instead yeah, of just going through it. it see me i would i kind of like the suspense of finding out so like yeah. putting the characters in kind of like a dangerous situation and that's how they find out and then like the first couple scenes of the film is like them like saving themselves to a point and then losing other people yeah and then, and then you don't know who the main character is like who's actually going to be the focal point and you don't find out until three out of the five members of the group have already been eaten <laughs> and then you yeah, like, I, I get I've, it i get that <laughs> like i i've just been over the zombie thing for so long i've been like waiting in the winchester for this whole thing to blow over with a pint um <laughs> good good but ha- have i told you guys about the time i played left for dead for 12 hours in a row what no why did you play for that long i could i tried playing that game i couldn't i couldn't play it so no? i was on the set of a senior film that i was working on i was acting oh. um i don't know if i ever showed you restart it was chad's senior film i did see uh, restart I like, I like restart so i i'm uh the best friend of a friend of the show, Bill Hood. Yeah. Uh, recently married. He, <gasps> he, they eloped on Friday. Bill, congratulations. Holy cow. Um, so yeah, congratulations, Congrats. Bill. Oh, Glad I that love that. But um, he, uh, 
it's pretty much it's he's a video game character and every time he dies his day resets all of groundhog's day yeah i'm the best friend who works at the video <clears> game <throat> store with him so the whole time every time i'm in a shot i'm playing left for dead <laughs> <laughs> so i i just did that all day to the point where I just couldn't, I never haven't touched the game since, and I think I've been over zombies <laughs> since that day. Oh no, Chad ruined it for you. Uh, kinda, yeah. Aww. I also, I also saved the dog from a river that day. What? <laughs> it was a weird day. Yeah, yeah. that sounds like and a I, weird day. And I ended it by failing a math final. So, oh, now I feel bad. Yeah. yeah. See. When it comes to the zombie thing, like I have both of Max Brooks's books. I have World War Z, which oh, I wow. which I read and I love, and I really hope that they make the sequel in the film and put some more of those stories from the book in. Plus, um, I also have his zombie survival guide book, which oh, is yeah. beautiful because it's written like an actual survival guide. Like yeah. it's legit written in case it actually does happen. And everything he has in the book is like he studied <laughs> to actually it. like get it to work out. Um, so th- my whole like zombie thing is kind of something that I don't really like to talk about that much or just, I just don't have the opportunity to, Yeah. but I love the zombie genre. I, it, it's, but damn me, it's, amazing. it's October and Ryan's going to talk about zombies. Yes. Oh, I'm so happy you got a platform <laughs> so, to do that, Ryan. It's, it's great. I, I absolutely love the whole concept of it. I mean, here, if you guys were to create a movie of your own that had, that had to do with zombies, uh, uh-huh. Would you rather have the walking zombies or the running zombies? And does that differ from your favorite type of zombie? Oh, this is an easy one for me. It's the running zombies all the way. And it doesn't differ from my favorite type of zombie because I really, really struggle sometimes to understand how the walking shambling zombies are a threat unless they're all of them. Like if there's like one shambling zombie that like just kind of like goes like this up to me, I'm just going to walk past it. Like – I won't like I won't struggle with it. I don't need to engage it. I can just go around it cuz I'm a little faster. But like the running ones seem more of a threat and that's why I like them. So it's like what a la 28 days later, I think we're running zombies. Um that sounds right. What? Yeah, I think I think so. Yeah. They were technically it, it's technically a zombie movie, so yeah. Is it well, well it was just like a disease, right? It's a disease. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah that's mine. <laughs> I don't know why, but I just pictured Home Alone. Kevin, you're such a disease. <laughs> Good. Um, I would probably prefer power walking zombies over. Yes. <laughs> With the weights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think maybe not full on sprint, but the faster ones are harder to deal with. Because I think with the so- slow zombies, the problem is when you have the hordes of them and being right. surrounded and engulfed in them. So that's. Like, how do you deal with that besides just a sword and going Michonne on their ass? Like, right. Um, yeah, I, I just don't know if I'd ever really work on anything with zombies. I know. I know. No, I like, understand. Honestly, but, honestly, just, but just hypothetically. Hypothetically, if I ever did a zombie thing, it would be Black Friday Ooh. at like a, a, a retailer. Because I've worked enough yeah. of those. Yeah. Like you cannot get in and out of those stores. And if you have a zombie outbreak happen in that store, like you're fucked. Yeah. True. But I think that'd be fun because you yeah. like not only do you have the zombie aspect, you also have the uh, 
crazy customer aspect. Yeah, the consumerism the that like it was going people. for. So even even if you could get like um, SWAT teams in there to to take them out, take them down, um, <laughs> they're not going to get in because the parking lot's a mess. Like just <laughs> the logistics nightmare of that yeah. is crazy. And I think I would have like the hero come out with like the forklift, just driving that through the store and just taking <laughs> them out with the, with the forks. <laughs> yes. Line them up like a shish kebab. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. See, me, if I were to make a film, uh-huh. it would be the sprinting zombies from uh, from the remake of Dawn of the Dead and from 28 Days Later. Um, my favorite kind of zombie, though, is the shuffling feet because those creep me out the most because it's not the fact that, you know, like one zombie, yeah, you could walk away yeah. from without a problem. You just be like, hey, what's up? I'm like, yeah, cool. And just yeah, peace later. and just stroll away. But they don't make any noise. Yeah, the fast point. zombies, you, you you can hear their footsteps and you can hear them grunting. Um, and you, if their joints are starting to stiffen up, you're going to hear popping. The shuffling ones, you're not really going to hear. So if you're walking through the woods and it's getting kind of thick, you turn. If you walk too close to a tree and there's one behind it, you're done. So if I were to make a movie, it would be the sprinting zombies because I feel like that fits more for like the actiony part of it. Mm-hmm. But I would not want to deal with shuffling feet zombies; those scare me more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will say I do have a zombie thing coming up for our hollow Halloween special special. Really? Episode. Okay. Yes, I do. Uh. So in a, the week of Halloween, we're going to do the everyone picks their favorite Halloween episode of a TV show. Yes. Mine is zombie centric. So good. You have that to look forward to. I, I, I have to research Halloween episodes. You're going to make us watch Futurama. I already called it. <laughs> <laughs> but there's not a Halloween one. There isn't. No, really? Not really. I know there's a few Christmas episodes, but there's nothing really for Halloween. Unless you want to count the one where they dress up, be Civil War reenactors against the Sith. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you find something. It's not going to be Futurama, I'll tell you that. Okay. It's next gen. <laughs> it's next gen. There's no Halloween for next gen. I'm watching it right now because I want to see a card. That's why I'm like really into it right now. <laughs> oh yeah, I can't. Oh, I, I'm I'm deep into next gen too. Like I Are watched like, yeah. three episodes at work yesterday. Like, yeah. Like I have that projector on my wall and I just watch next gen on it. Like that's all I'm doing. Wow. Uh, how far are you right now? I just watched the one. Shit. I two episodes ago was the uh, the time one. Oh, no, I just watched the one where Wesley almost gets expelled. Oh, I'm past you already. OK. Oh, wow. But no, I watched like the one where Frazier shows up at the end. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I'm like, oh, Alan's going to love that part. <laughs> Do you know what we're talking about? No, then? no idea. I've only seen <laughs> so, like some episodes of Next Gen with Q in it. And I know that that Wesley is uh, is Will Wheaton. That's it. Yeah, so there's an episode of next. There's an episode where they get stuck in a time loop and they keep crashing into this other ship that's also in this time loop. Oh, so they they have to like figure out a way to get out of it. And then when they finally do, the other ship is like, like they hail them and they yeah. start talking. And it's it's Kelsey Grammer in a starship uniform from like Star Trek the motion picture. What? And he's been, they've been in a time loop for like 200 years. 80, the, 80, 80. Or, yeah, Sorry. 80 years. <laughs> wow. Like for, for like that long and they had no clue. Like it just felt like they, they, they're like, oh, we just left two weeks ago. And then it was like 80 years. See, I. And then the, epi- 
that's a perfect setup for like a two-part episode and it ends with captain i think you should board a beam the enterprise and then it just ends i'm like no i want to see like like does that mean kelsey Grammer's going to show up in picard because now he's living in this timeline like what oh he better the possibilities i need to watch this show it sounds way more have brilliant you seen the one where scotty comes back no i haven't yet scotty comes I know back in an episode scotty yeah. comes back for f- for one episode, pretty much, pretty much everyone from the original series shows up on either Next Gen or one of their movies. Oh, because they do the whole movie with Picard, with uh, Picard and Kirk. That's right. I forgot about. Doesn't Kirk die in that though? Uh, I, yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah. Oh, is that not good? Well, no, because the thing is, it's really kind of his time anyway, because at that point he's been stuck in like this rift thing, so he's technically like, oh. like. 300 years old yeah Yeah. nexus i can't remember i don't remember that but anyway but yeah i mean he's pretty much like he's he's at that age where he's dead Devin, have you so you haven't watched any of next gen i have just a few episodes the movie nemesis and that's it oh god (laughs) have you seen first contact is is it have you seen have you have you seen first contact is that the one with the whales no no. Oh my god! I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I wasn't Ryan that bad. I can't deal with this kid. Oh, but no, uh, no, I probably haven't seen First Contact if it's not the one with the whales. Oh god! So when Picard- that's Voyage Home. Oh, okay. yeah. so it's the other time travel Star Trek movie. Is it good? It's fan. It's it's the. It's my second favorite. What's your first favorite? The J.J. Abrams. All of them or just the first one? The first one. I like Beyond. Not a huge fan of In the Darkness, but I need to give it another shot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. When Picard comes out, we're definitely making we're, Yeah. We're watch, like if all the Star Trek ones were first contacts, the one that we have to watch. Yeah. But you should watch some of the show. I want to. I really I, I like the idea of Q as a character a lot. I think he's very cool. And, like, I think he was enough when I was a kid to make me watch those episodes, and I enjoyed them. And then I know there's the episode where Data was in the holodeck, and he, like, was, like, doing Sherlock Holmes stuff, and he was too good at it, and the holodeck, like, expanded to reality. And, like, I know that one. Yeah. That's it. No, you should definitely watch the next gen. Maybe we'll just... We keep talking about spinoff podcasts. Like we, we just do a next. Gen I would one. do a next gen spinoff. Where do you watch it? Just, just it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. I watch it on CBS All Access because I canceled my Netflix. Gotcha. But I still have CBS All Access for some reason. There you go. At at this point, it's just for Picard. I figured, why not? Just keep watching Next Gen on there. So it, the, the the first two seasons, they're trying to feel, feel out the show. So just kind of excuse any odd episodes and characters. From oh, the sure. First two, uh, yeah. Seasons. And then like the third season, like the finale is like the best cliffhanger on yeah. that show. Really? Which I'm not going to get into. But yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would definitely give it a shot. And like you could probably. Yeah, I would definitely give it a shot. I'm sure I'd really yeah, I'd like enjoy it. it. I, I I keep making fun of it because it does get a little soap opery at, at times. Oh, it yeah. does. Yeah. Um, like there's a whole episode where uh, Worf, the the Klingon on the Enterprise, has to deal with having a son. <laughs> oh. And there's also an episode where he's paralyzed 
and like he wants Riker to kill him. What? Holy cow. <laughs> yeah. It, it, and the episode is just called Ethics. <laughs> oh, my God. That's really – I didn't expect that. I mean it, it's a strong episode. It's a very strong episode. Yeah. It's a very good episode. But just the concept of it is like poor Worf. Like he just adopted – like he just got his son back and now yeah. he's like wants to die. And hmm. Deanna Troy though, like she just gets fucked over on every episode. Does she? Like things are always happening to her. I'm keeping my mouth shut. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm cutting all of this anyway. So um, I'm cutting most of it anyway. Oh, good. But, um, yeah, definitely give next gen a I'm shot. Gonna have to. Yeah, Dead Snow. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, we're doing Dead Snow. Yeah. All right. So uh, I wanted to end on one hour, question. So. I have one more question. Yeah. If you guys don't have anything else, I I've got nothing else. Ryan. Depends what your question is. It doesn't have anything to do with the movie. Actually, it's it's about that's fine. It's about the theme of our month. So we've okay. talked we've talked about horror movies. For what is this? This is two episodes in now. This is the second episode yeah. that will be going out. Yeah, we have so, another one in the bank that's coming out next week. Yeah, so we're two episodes into horror month. What horror movie have any of you guys seen that actually legitimately scared you? Silence of the Lambs. Really? It's why I liked it so much. It's why I still do like it so much. It doesn't scare me as much as it used to, but I think just because of when I watched it. Um, and like how old I was, the Blair Witch Project. Yeah, I had that too. We're so. like, I was, I was never presented that movie, like in its in a packaging other than like this is just a thing that's on TV now, and I didn't realize that it was what it was until the end of it. So like, I just watched it, and it did it. That was the one I was gonna pick. It scared me, especially that ending. Yeah, I um. Kind of met the director once. What at a film fest in at a film fest in Maryland? He was there. He's tall. Like, wow, damn. <laughs> that's exciting. Like yeah. like he makes Conan, Conan O'Brien look short. Oh, is he nice? I remember when that. I didn't really get to talk to him that much. I think I think we interviewed him, and I was running camera, so he he was he was cool. Oh, good. That's about it. Yeah, I remember when that movie came out. I remember. I remember the advertising. I remember the fake website that went up about like, have you seen these kids? Like they really tried to market the film as it was actually like lost the, footage. The one thing about that wow. movie is like, it's one of those, and it's, a, it's lost to time now. Cause it just isn't a thing anymore where they didn't release the film. They like put out a few VHS tapes and just had people pass them around. Like you need to check this out. Like it, that's, it was like the first viral video before the internet. Like people were just handing out this videotape and you could only see the movie if you uh, had the tape. Wow. And it eventually got to theaters. Yeah. And that's kind but of what that kind of, that's kind of what happened with paranormal. That's activity. right. They tried that a little bit. Yeah. No, I hate those movies. Um, I, hate those. I, I have a story about the first one. Yeah. Like when it first came out in theaters, like I was a freshman in college, but it was already out for like uh-huh. two years. So you could watch it on the Internet. Yeah. So one day I'm in my dorm dorm room, just like doing homework or something. And I just hear my neighbor freaking out and like yelling. So I go over, I'm like, Hey man, are you okay? He's like, dude, this movie, it's the scariest shit I've ever seen. Like, Oh my God. Like he was one stoned out of his mind. 
Oh, I was well, about to ask, was go. he under the influence? That'll do it. And two, like terrified. Really? Um, yeah. And the, I think it was, I think that one kind of got me a little bit with the jump scares, like the, the original version. I don't like the theatrical version they did and made the sequels too. I never saw the original, like the original version. What was, was it better? I, uh, the ending is different. How did the, how did the theatrical one end? She just like walks off and then they have like text on the screen. that's like, and then they never saw her again. Okay. I think the, uh, the original version ends where she walks off, he goes after her and then his body is just thrown at the camera and that's how it ends. Interesting. Which that's that what that's what got me because yeah. it's just the whole like creepiness and like you don't the really know of that. But yeah, I uh, I I never thought they were scary. Like I don't know, I yeah, I never, I couldn't get on it. Like I hated the the thing where like people are leaving the theater after twenty minutes. It's like what happens in the first twenty minutes of this movie? Like they buy a house and like the Ouija board moves. Yeah. It, I don't know, to me, I'm just I'm not a fan of like the lost footage thing. Yeah, like that's like like it took me a while to watch Cloverfield because yeah. that's kind of how that was, and then I realized, oh, this isn't this is an action like sci-fi thing. Like that's what yeah. so I'm like. Okay, yeah, fine, I'll, I'll I'll try that. But the whole like horror lost footage thing like never really interested me that much like i kind of like my horror with a little bit of campy unless it's <laughs> done to like a grade plus a like film style like silence of the lambs yeah. or the shining like that's what like that's like it's either zombies corny or that level i'm not an in-between person when it comes to this type of stuff so i will say this yeah going off of the last year of podcasts uh-huh. i think the Shining has made it into my Halloween month rotation. Has it? Yeah, because I'm definitely one. I'm gonna watch it again before Doctor Sleep. Oh yeah. But I'm I def I've been wanting to watch like I just had the urge to watch it recently. I'm like oh, I should watch The Shining. I, might I have bought it now. for like a dollar at a flea market, so I have it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch it now. So, you might have convinced me too. I have a Halloween question. Ooh. Okay. That we can possibly end on. Yeah. Okay. Possibly. What is your favorite film that you consider for yourself a Halloween movie, but is actually not meant to be a Halloween movie or scary movie, but you kind of fit into that? Oh, that's a good, that's a tough one. Um, Ryan, do you have one? Yeah. Yeah, I do. What is it? Twister. Oh. Okay, explain. Explain? Okay. So I originally grew up in the Midwest. Oh. Tornadoes. Tornadoes are scary things. Yeah. <laughs> they are really scary things. And it, the effects of that movie still hold up. I really like the storyline of it. But I still get a sense of, like, suspense in it. Uh-huh. Enough suspense that I kind of throw it into that category to where, like, Twister to me is, like, a scary movie to a point. Okay. I don't know. I totally see that. Uh, off of that thread, then my whole, my Halloween movie. That's not necessarily a Halloween movie is probably the number wrong. I think it's 127 hours. The James Franco movie where he's stuck under a boulder. 
That's <laughs> no, it. That's, I could definitely say that's that. That's it. That's it for me. That is, yeah. oh, it, I think about the time I watched that movie and like cringe. Like it is such a well done movie that like, it is so suspenseful and you're there for the entire ride. Yeah. I, I can't watch that movie again. No, no, because I, Oh, I mean the whole movie was got, like the neck part of this movie where like, I mean, when he was cutting his, Oh, it, you like could tell when he got to the nerves. Like, oh yeah. I, I have a little bit of post-traumatic stress from a hiking accident I had in college. So I, like, Oh no. Like just thinking about it now, I can't watch that movie again. Oh wow. Cause I, I kind of repressed that for a while, but now it's like, I remember it. I so, brought it up. Yeah, I, I brought really back Alan's yeah. trauma. Yeah, man. Thanks. <laughs> um, um, for me, it doesn't really scare me or anything, but when I think Halloween, I've got to go Batman forever. Oh man. Okay. That's a good one. Probably, probably because, well, one, because they're trick or treating in it like that. That's kind of what makes me think about Halloween. Like it's a whole thing set at fall. Yeah. But like, I had the Batman forever Halloween costume. Oh, like that's, that's what I remember that. And like just the Jim Carreyness of it all. And <laughs> the Jim Carreyness of it all. Like, like I, I was watching it the other day and I was like, man, this is, this, this feels like fall. Like feel this feels like Halloween. Um, but yeah, that, like that's that. mine. All right. So to go off that then uh-huh. I would also throw, I would also throw mortal Kombat in there as well. <sighs> Really? Okay. The Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Because in elementary school, I think I went as like the like uh, department store Halloween costume ninja for uh, like three years straight. I, I, I didn't really... I always saw myself as either, uh, as either Sub-Zero or Scorpion. Yes. Oh, they're the coolest anyway. So, I mean... There's that for that, but I think what does it for me for Twister, the the moment that they get to the drive-in uh, movie theater and yeah. they're showing The Shining on the screen in the movie theater, and the tornado or like the like the like sub class one tornado comes through and rips the screen when the two twins come up. Oh yeah, that's the scene that turns that movie into a Halloween movie for me for twister like the exact moment but still like the growing up and you know being in school and having to do actual tornado drills because hey a tornado just you know smashed the town right next to us a couple years ago so now we have to do this yeah so i mean there's that terror aspect in it but it was that moment in in at the drive-in with the shining twins on the screen as the tornado comes through and the vehicles coming in through the top of the like garage hangar thing that they had like that's yeah yeah. I'm trying to think of one that gives me like anxiety and fear, but I, I'm just drawing a blank. I mean, that's the thing is their heart. Like those are two very tough emotions, I think, to convey to adults. Like, yeah. I think like I, I think I at least me, if I'm ever watching a movie, I do a, unless it's super well done or super special. I do a good job of just like yeah, just guy in a costume, whatever. I'm not scared. But like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it. I think the only thing that's done it recently for me is uh the haunting of Hill house, that Netflix series. Okay. If you guys haven't seen it, it's exceptional. And like, it actually creeped me out like more than like 29 year old Devin ever wants to admit. (laughs) Yeah. I've heard good things about that. And that 
that show is what gives me hope for Dr. Sleep because it's the same director. Oh, it's the same director? Yeah. The guy Damn who's it. behind that did Dr. Sleep. So. Yeah, no. I think my uh, Kristen loves horror. Uh-huh. Like that's what she watches all the time. Like she loves horror films. Um, she tried watching the Hill House. Oh, yeah. She stopped after she's she stopped after like a couple episodes. On oh, it. she didn't like it. It. I don't think it's her type of horror. Like sure. she'd see what people were talking about with like the creepy stuff. And it yeah. just she was like, I've seen this before. Yeah. 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 But like she's a true like horror fan. Like Is we're she? trying to like, you know, like we're trying to pick out a movie to watch. And she's like, oh, what about this movie? What about this movie? Like, I, I, I want to laugh tonight. Like, I want a <laughs> comedy. I don't want to like. <laughs> Fun yeah, Friday movie. My night. wife's kind of like that, too. I know like the one that we always watch and it, it, it is a Halloween movie, but like Hocus Pocus. Oh, yeah. Like that's always a go to. My so. favorite Halloween movie of all time is Ernest Scare Stupid. We're not doing that on the podcast. No, I, I know we're not. I I'm own it. Saying. I've never seen it. It's perfect. Setup. You've never seen it? No, I own it. I we own won't it. do it on yeah. the. We won't do it for the podcast. But I should watch but it. You should watch it, and that is the one movie that still creeps Kristen out to this day. What? You haven't seen it, so you don't know. No. Watch it, and you'll okay. understand. Oh, I know one that thing makes me think of Halloween, even though it's not really Halloween. Beetlejuice. There you go. Like I don't, I don't, that that's oh. just kind of a comedy. I wouldn't really consider that Halloween or horror, but it's just it kind fits. of that's perfect. The, the yeah, dang. After oh, that reminds me, uh, we went shopping. We found a notebook that is the handbook for the recently de- deceased. <gasps> I love that. And I was like, yeah, we're buying that. Yeah, definitely. They also had a shining one that set the cover was the Overlook Hotel, like the logbook. Oh man! And like in very, very faded on every page was just all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Shoot, that is so. Where did you find that? Yeah, uh, books a million. I don't have that out here. Dang it! I'll have to you find don't, it. You don't have that out there? No, I have something called Box Lunch, and it's pretty similar. Check out. Do you have Second and Charles? Yeah, I think so. They might have it because they're the same store. I'll have to look. But. But yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good pick. That's that all I got. That was a really good pick. Yeah. I also want to go see Beetlejuice on Broadway. It's on Broadway? Yeah. They made a musical out of Beetlejuice. What? Yep. I got to see that one. Yeah. See, my favorite ones from that uh, thing is the stuff from the Repo uh, play. Okay. Yeah. Repo, I, uh, I wish I could enjoy that. I think I think I just watched that at the wrong time. Oh, really? The, the opera, not the movie. Yeah, because I like the movie. The genetic opera, yeah. Yeah, I, the, the genetic opera. There's um, a lot of there's a lot of people who do the uh, that that do the TikTok thing to that. Oh, really? So you know, t- tying my two together, I guess it's like anything Tim Burton, even if it's not. Oh, that totally like, pans out. Yeah, because even though Batman Forever isn't directed by Tim Burton, he was still a producer on it, so it still kind of has his vibe, whereas Batman and Robin does not at all. No, no. <laughs> um, But yeah, so like... Corpse the, Bride. Yeah. 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 I mean, that that fits more into Halloween, but like even just like the 1989 Batman. Oh, yeah. He stole my balloons. <laughs> 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 Uh, yeah, that's all I've got. That's all I got, man. All right. That works. Cool. Well, 
tune in next week where we continue our Halloween horror themed week month and put a little twist on it. Yeah. Next week in celebration of Jay and Silent Bob reboot. We will also be ha- celebrating Kevin Smith week where we have not one, not two, but three episodes coming your way. What? All about Kevin Smith. Um, so yeah, that'll be fun. It's going to be cool. I know we already, I know we're at least going to have two because they're already recorded. <laughs> oh, we'll <laughs> One's have three. Edited. So uh, we'll have three. Cause we'll we're going to go see reboot. So, oh, and then we're not going to talk about Kevin Smith for a year. Yeah. We can no more. We're done. <laughs> then we're done. No more. We're done. Um, but yeah. So for you have to watch this podcast, I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And we'll see you next week.